You're listening to the Ministry Grow Show, brought to you by Reliant Creative, the creative agency for gospel-centered ministries. Find out more at ReliantCreative.org. Welcome to the Ministry Grow Show, a podcast dedicated to helping churches and ministries grow and make more effective impacts for the kingdom of God in an ever-changing digital world. Whether you're building and growing a gospel-centered ministry or leading a church, if you want insight into the strategies, struggles, challenges, and successes of other ministry leaders, you've come to the right place. Well, welcome back to the Ministry Grow Show. Today on the show, I have Carol Duart of Love One Another Project. She's the president over there. Uh, Carol, thanks for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me, Zach. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Love what you guys are doing over there. Thank you. It's definitely all Jesus. We're excited. Very excited. That's awesome. So I, I've talked with you in the past uh, a little bit, but why don't you tell our guests and our listeners a little bit uh, about what you guys are doing with Lo- Love One Another Project, uh, maybe your backstory, how, how the ministry came to be, and, and uh, maybe what your original call was with that ministry. Okay. Well, um, I guess I would start with um, saying that I was... Um, I was a single mom with four babies trying to put myself through college. So I felt that I was, well, I was extremely poor for American standards and um, completely hopeless at this time in my life. Um, My husband was raised in a barrio in Arizona and uh, extremely poor poverty circumstances also for America. And just a very abusive and dark home. So the two of us, uh, when we met, uh, and this Prince Charming married all five of us, <laughs> God is good. Um, that was our beginning. We And as we um, came to know Jesus and started following him together, uh, we started working with the homeless here in California, and uh, like we would minister down at Skid Row. Um, we were very involved in our church, a very large church. Um, we were elders, marriage counselors. Um, we were in charge of baptisms and the prayer room and men's ministry and women's ministry and just everything. We were so heavily involved. All of our children worked there. And then we began sponsoring a little boy in Kenya. Um, During this time, uh, a young pastor, he was the junior high pastor, he was just in his 20s and uh, went for his first time to India. When he came back, he was sharing with me about his experience there and just telling me how he met in an underground room um, with some Indian pastors Mm -hmm. and how they were sharing about true persecution and how they had been tied to trees and burned and their wives raped in front of them. And Mm. God was uh, really speaking to my heart powerfully because I thought that I was just this sold out Christian woman that was just living her fullest for Jesus. Mm -hmm. And when I heard this story, uh, God, I had to apologize I had to apologize, and I told him I was sorry because I I knew I wasn't surrendered co- completely to his will. It was surrendered only in my comfort zone. And God right. really started speaking to us. And so my husband and I knew we needed to follow him wherever he would lead us. 
he sent us to Kenya to visit our uh, sponsor child, and we worked in the slums of Nairobi, uh, in the Mathari slums. And he really opened our eyes and our hearts here. Um, and we knew when we came home that he was changing our world upside down. Um, we just didn't know exactly how, but we kept praying and asking him to lead us and show us. And um, during this time, if I am, well, not if I am, I am going to speak really boldly in, in Christ Jesus right now. And we really saw um, that the funds being spent were not being spent the way we believed God wanted them to. Um, it, it really broke our hearts that um, missions and global outreach and sharing the gospel, which is, should be the, our number, is our number one priority, mm-hmm. was kind of on the back burner. It was more of just a, um, a program. It wasn't, it wasn't the number one priority, which it is the number one priority for all Christians. And right. we really uh, worked up about that, and God um, really put on our hearts. It was time for us to be the church. And um, You asked about our original call. I would say uh, our neighbor was working with Katie Davis at the time on her book, Kisses from Katie, and um, he, she had come to fundraise before the book had come out, and he invited our daughter to go listen to her. We read the book before it came out, and we just felt God was really speaking through her, and we thought, let's go see what she's doing in Uganda. Um, about two weeks before the trip, um, our itinerary was changed because she closed her doors to teens. And we just knew then the Holy Spirit was in charge, and we weren't, and we were really excited. We knew God was now showing us where He wanted us to be. Mm-hmm. And um, so He led us to Kenya and Uganda, so back to Kenya. Um, that was So we had been now to Kenya a few times at that point, and then that was our first trip to Uganda. So since the, that was our first calling, um, it got deeper, and we had to surrender again um, several years later because I kept saying I was never going back because I had a lot of fear. Mm -hmm. And every time I went, I had more fear. And I felt, oh, God just wants me to advocate from home, but not here because I'm just always filled with fear here for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Until one day, we we used to work for several years for an orphanage of 250 children. And we were heavily involved there, and he brought three little baby boys in. They were two eight-year-olds and a six-year-old, and they looked like little dead children. And they had been living on the street for six years. I'm not good with math. So I said, excuse me, do you mean six days or six weeks? Certainly not six years, since they're only six years old and eight years old. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy, but no, they had been living on the street for six years, and um, I had known several of these children that had lived on the street. We were well aware of street children. We had been working with them, but I had never seen it at this point when they first walked in, and I had never seen them this young being on the street that long. Um, And God said to me, who do you think you are? It was really, who are you, not to care for my children. Uh I wrestled with that. I turned it into who do I think I am? (laughs) Because 
why am I okay to be an Orange County housewife in my comfort zone and advocate forever? I'm not, I need to be there loving his children if this is where he's called me. So I knew that day we would go back forever and ever, wherever he calls us, wherever he wills us to be. And then that, when we got home, that's when we started um, the 501c3. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's such a cool story. Such a powerful story of how God uses the weak to glorify himself and, and show his strength. <clears throat> we had a lot of surrendering to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that we all know as believers that that's a continual process. That's never, that's a, that's a daily, that's a daily act, right? Always, always. <laughs> wow. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that, Carol. So what have you guys been up to lately? What's been, what's been the most recent happenings over at Love One Another Project? Okay. Uh, so much. It's hard for me to even where to begin, but um, <clears throat> every day, we do th- start with just Thanksgiving. We are so grateful and thankful for all God is doing in this ministry and through us. We're just, we just um, can't thank Him enough. He's really growing uh, this ministry. We're we're fairly new grassroots. We're only um, legally two years old, though we've been, our hearts have been in Africa since 2009, and we've been, you know, working there since then, but uh, legally, as far as a nonprofit, only two years, and since this time, he's really been growing. So we're full of Thanksgiving. We um, are busy sharing Jesus in Uganda and Kenya, and really all over the world through um, his technology with Instagram. Now um, we just have a lot of followers from everywhere, and we're just so thankful. Um, just sharing his hope and all he's done for us, and. Um, making disciples, that's our number one priority, sharing um, Jesus with others. And and then we we have so many different little um, projects, little and big, but feeding uh, hungry people, we've um, bringing clean water, uh, um, really understanding what it means to be the family of Christ, meaning uh, making families with children and young adults and even adults who have uh, no family, becoming family in Christ with them, mm-hmm. um, sending uh, many uh, people to for medical care and for surgeries. Uh, we work with young adults who have aged out of orphanages um, and you know have come from the streets, have come from uh, torture, abuse, just terrible places, and they would head right back to these places uh, unless they have a hand up and. So we send them to trade schools and uh, give them counseling and guidance and a family. And um, we send uh, other children to school through sponsorships. Um, We are building building a family home for uh, younger unwanted um, and abused children, leading teams to Kenya and Uganda. Um, Just recently, we built... A mud house for um, an 86-year-old Ugandan man that has no one in all of life, wow. just living alone in literally under some sticks in a village. Hmm. Um, we run several homes um, in Kenya and Uganda, and uh, we're planning and praying for a church structure, a simple 
church structure in Uganda and also in Kenya. We're planning for a school uh, near our um, home for children. Praying for worship leaders to come alongside us so we can um, build our worship team there. Um, praying for doctors so we can have medical clinics and praying for partners. That's what we're up to. That's awesome. So this is a, this is a little bit off topic, but one of the things that you have uh, continually mentioned was that <clears throat> was is prayer. How how has I think that prayer is such a crucial piece to running any ministry or, or church or, or being a part of what God is doing because that's how we communicate with Him and that's how we um, kind of see what, what direction He wants us to go. I mean, we can have this uh, an original call maybe, but if we take that call and then start running in our own direction, we can get off off course and off direction with what the Lord maybe originally called us to. So how has, how has prayer been... Um, it just sounds like prayer has been such an integral part of what you guys do. Can you speak to that a little bit? Maybe um, it, is is that correct in in, in my absolutely absolutely. We used to you know we used to uh, say things like, and I hear this still today from others. Um, well, you know, the only thing we can do is pray. But praying should be the first thing we're doing. That's the most powerful tool we have. That's the most powerful um, and the most beautiful, so intimate to know that Mm -hmm. we can have this relationship and this conversation with our creator and just he's the one who's leading us. He's the one. Our focus is completely on being led by the Holy Spirit. Um, The Holy Spirit used to be a kind of foreign concept to my husband and myself for so many years, even after we gave our life to Christ, it was still not something we we're completely, um, I, I don't want to say completely comfortable with, but just something we didn't really even understand. It's not really taught in our right. churches. And um, God has really shown us what following his Holy Spirit Means and uh, we're just very focused on staying in communication with Him through prayer and through um, His promptings through the Holy Spirit and um, what you know. However, He wants to lead us this way. Um, we see, we we truly do see miracles. I, you know, a lot of people think that miracles are really something just from biblical times, but um, and it's. Living here in America, sometimes we can it can be masked and just uh, things. We have so many distractions that we're distracted from prayer. We're distracted distracted from feeling or sensing the Holy Spirit. We're distracted from understanding the power of prayer, and then because of that, we don't see a lot of miracles or healing or um, answered prayers or mm-hmm. so yeah we're very focused on um, asking others to pray for us for searching for prayer partners um, it's more important than money than anything so right it's powerful to us that's awesome well and it, it's it's a, a discipline as well I know for for me and my ministry it, and my own personal life like <clears throat> there's some days where I 
it's, it's, it's hard. Like it's hard to sit down and make sure I spend that time with the Lord. And other days it's really easy, but making sure that there's a consistency to it because um, in that consistency, there's, I think that something special happens. Absolutely. We That's get, really cool. we can get so busy and yeah. we just get so busy doing our many things here, you know, that sometimes we forget about prayer and it's beautiful. Um, my husband gets ready for work very early every morning. Um, he has a full-time uh, job other than this ministry. and But before he leaves, he always comes and prays over me and, you know, verbally out loud. And I absolutely love it because I get to hear his heart with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really it's just something really special as a wife. Um, and he's prays for our ministry, prays for me, prays for our children, our day, and it's really beautiful and powerful. Very cool. That's awesome. Um, so moving on to some of the next questions, what are what are some of uh, some of the maybe struggles and challenges you guys have gone through as you've uh, built out this love one another project? How maybe some of the stuff you've run into that you didn't expect? Um, I mean, it can be as simple as the process of giving getting that 501c3 status or uh, just some opposition from spiritual attack what kind of struggles and stuff have you guys had to deal with as you've said yes to this call and and been obedient in what the lord has directed you and and guided you towards um okay so some of our struggles um i would say our our focus um is sharing Jesus, sharing his um, gospel. Um, And through that, we think that rather than just putting Band-Aids on the problems, we want to get to the root. So through this, we want to focus on sharing Jesus with boys, young men, and men. And uh, because we believe if they have Jesus, they'll um, love their wife with Jesus. They'll love their children and raise them to know Jesus. They'll share Jesus in their communities, and this multiplication in their lives and their children's lives um, will be the only thing that can change um, change anything in their lives and in and in this world. It's we think the answer lies within the men, um, and we think that that's God's design. But through that, we have a struggle because we want to bring teams, but most often, almost always, I should say, we get young, passionate girls. We love young, passionate girls, but our focus is young men and men. So um, we don't really, uh, we're not, it's difficult for us. It's a struggle for us to bring a lot, a, a whole team of young girls when we're trying to focus on the young men. Right. <laughs> Um, then we, you know, there's a lot of distractions. So, um, finding Jesus following godly men that want to go to Uganda and Kenya, um, has been a struggle for us. Um, support is often a struggle because I don't know, it's just difficult for, um, we don't really have a much of a platform. Our I should say we do have a huge um, donor support. When I say huge, I mean 
we have a following on Instagram, and this is our these are our donors. It's a beautiful how God has worked through technology and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Outside of these strangers on Instagram, our Instagram family, um, we don't have support. So always searching and praying for um, God to bring uh, partners that way. Um, that's a, a big, big need. Um, also, I would like to add our struggles have been uh, learning and facing all kinds of false religions, false beliefs, uh, witchcraft, tribal beliefs. Um, this isn't something we learn in a textbook here in the U.S. generally or in our churches here. It's something God's been teaching us um, over the years, and it gets more and more intense. There's a, definitely a spiritual world, a spiritual war, and it's not something we knew much about going into this. Right. So it, that has been a struggle in the past and still, you know, at times is a struggle, though we know we know the ending. So Yeah. Well, and that's something that we don't really experience all that often here in the States. We I think our our attack is more in, around the the realm of materialism and and being busy and um, even even like that prosperity gospel idea, the, I think the the devil is has has an, a different attack on on for for the most part in the states than it than he does in places maybe like Africa or India. And so, um, yeah, so going over and experiencing that and and not having any experience with that that's that's got to be difficult to learn through that process and and. Um, Darkness and evil is much easier to see when you um, are spending a lot of time there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really in our faces, and um, we really have to put our armor on and and be prepared for that. But um, these people, they these people that are um, in the bondage of this, they need Jesus. And if we're all afraid of this, like I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus can't, you know, he can't get to them. He can't set them free. He, he needs us to be his voice and to, sh- you know, share his light and his truth. And it's really beautiful to watch when they come through these things. Really yeah. beautiful. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So a couple of times you've mentioned uh, discipleship making. How are you guys working discipleship in making into your programs? Because uh, your, your focus is on orphans and rescuing rescuing little boys and men out of out of uh being an orphan or or being homeless how how do you guys work discipleship making into that process yeah um so we have um several young adults that we're sending so we have houses or that they are living in and they're going to trade schools um, and we have leaders of these homes and um, that are working on our staff now that are uh, local, Ugandan and Kenyans. And um, we have daily discipleship with these leaders that are in country 
by phone. So every day we're working with them, guiding them, and discipling them. And then we have a daily online Bible class and Bible study um, with all of them, um, all of the young men. Then we have um, weekly phone calls with all of them. So we have daily ones with the leaders, the disciple makers there, and then we have weekly uh, phone calls with the entire group individually, um, but the daily Bible studies. So then, in addition to that, we send our leaders um, to home churches, to out into the villages discipling, um, and they have um, started a Bible study now for some of the boys in the village and for anyone in the village. So there's two different Bible studies going on in one particular village right now. We also um, send them out to do to serve Jesus and to um, be his hands and feet. So they do different things. Um, we, we ha- they take people to the hospital. They go into the hospitals um, praying for people. Um, they do home visits. We have a... Um, an AIDS family that um, one of them cares for for us. We send them to other orphanages. And one orphanage that we have under our um, ministry also, they go there, check on everyone, and disciple them. We have feeding programs that we have them go do. Um, Then from time to time we have... um, uh, I know it sounds strange because it's young men, but we also have them going and doing this in some of the villages. And when we are there, I am doing this. It's um, giving out mama kits in villages. These mama kits are life-saving birthing kits. They're um, kits that we give to these women because generally they have their babies in their homes. And mm-hmm. um, there's an extremely high percentage of the mom or the baby dying from infections, from unsterile conditions. If they're able to go to a clinic or hospital, they have to bring their own supplies, and they don't have their own supplies. So these mama kits um, really save lives. So uh, we also have some of the boys bring those when they go share. Um, when they go share in the villages, they'll bring these also. And our Ugandan brother um, is a pastor, and we support him in sharing the Jesus film along the borders of Uganda. Uh, so this is part of our discipleship program. <laughs> That's awesome. So you guys have really taken the model of, of building up and raising up native, essentially native missionaries to, to be your feet on the ground for that disciple mission making process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, I know it's <clears throat> common to hear that we need to keep our, you know, not to change their culture and uh, to come in and not you know, try to make them American. And we understand the concept there and we believe the concept, but, um, and we don't try to make anyone, you know, fall into our American culture. But what we see in our goal is um, that sometimes our culture is wrong and not good in many areas. And sometimes it's good and same with Kenyan culture, Ugandan culture, any culture, anywhere, 
But what matters is Jesus culture. Mm-hmm. And we all really need to live in this culture. And so that's um, one of our main teachings as well. So, yes, we're very focused on um, local indigenous um, missionaries and um, disciple makers. We definitely want to use them. We're not the heroes and we're not the saviors, but we want to use them because they understand the culture and they understand the languages, but we want to, and they're the ones there. We're here. We do pray um, to be there full time someday, but for now we're here. So um, we need them um, and it's really important. Yeah. Um, So how are you guys... Uh, any for any five hundred one c three fundraising is is obviously a necessity to growing a successful ministry. You've mentioned that a lot of your fundraising com- and donors come from Instagram and social media. Um, how are you guys? How are you guys implementing your fundraising and, and funding this ministry? Yeah. So um, Instagram has been amazing for us. Um, we love our Instagram family. Like I said, it's just, you know, well, I say total strangers, though they're just so so kind and so good to us, um, and we're really thankful. So we do have several um, donors that come from them, uh, and we've started a text-to-give um, program recently it's very recent for us. We're very new to it, but it's been really good so far. So we're excited about that. Um, when you say social media, it's really only Instagram for us. Our Facebook um, ministry page and our personal Facebook gets gets nothing really as far as um, interest. Right. This, I mean, from time to time, there might be someone who donates from that kind came from Facebook but for the most part it's and Facebook are the people we generally know you know but right on Instagram this is where I think they see the day-to-day updates I'm probably much better about posting the day to our um, consistency with posting uh-huh. um, and they can see I think they just know they can trust us my husband and I uh, part of the reason for starting this we wanted to put um, our own tithe and our own money where we felt um, it was really most needed or where God showed us to mm-hmm. bring it and put it and I think people see this on Instagram we we're there. We we have our own sleeves rolled up. We this is our heart. We we mean every word we say, and we're um, passionate about everything we're doing. So it's not hands off. It's completely hands on. And I think our Instagram followers see that. So yeah, it's only mainly Instagram though, as far as social media. When you told me that, I was uh, I was blown away that that you guys were getting such such a huge following and such a uh, large investment in what you guys are doing through Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah, we still, I mean, I I have to be completely bold and completely honest. We are still our number one donor. (laughs) Right. We're still small. We have so many needs and not enough money to cover it all, but they still keep coming from, you know, and though it be $5 or $100, 
people do come and fr- through Instagram. And so we just really praise God for these people. And we're just so thankful for their hearts. Um, That's so cool. Give that way, yeah. Well, good. <clears throat> well, and for all those church leaders out there listening to this podcast, Love One Another Project is definitely a ministry doing some cool stuff. So hopefully we can get you some partnerships through through some of this. That would be amazing. That would be so beautiful. Yeah. Well, Carol, this has been this has been really awesome. I I really appreciate all the time uh, you've given us to kind of give insight into what you guys are doing, what God is doing through you and and your ministry. Um, can I pray for for you and your ministry? Oh, I would love that. Thank you. Yeah. Lord, I just thank you for this time that we've had together with uh, Carol. I pray that you would um, bless her and love one another project and her husband, Brian. I pray that you would just go before them and guide them as as they are obedient to your calling. I pray that you would uh, just explode love one another project in a way that only you can, Father. I pray that um, the work that they would they do in Uganda and Kenya would be um, huge and widespread and, and have a deep intimate impact in the lives of the men and boys that they're trying to reach and, and invest in and uh, pray that lives would be changed for for you and for your kingdom and, and for your glory, Father. We just lift them up to you and thank you so much for Carol and Brian and Love One Another Project. Amen. Amina. Yeah. <laughs> That's in, in Swahili and Luganda. Thanks uh, so much, Zach. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. So how, Carol, one last question. How can our listeners get a hold of you guys uh, if they want to follow along with what you're doing or if they want to invest in Love One Another Project? Oh, yeah. Well, invite us for coffee. <laughs> we want to sit down with you. We love <laughs> you. <laughs> or... Um, we would love opportunities to speak anywhere, any way we can, in your backyard, in your church, in your schools, anywhere. We would love, love that. Um, we are right now in the process of trying to bring three of our boys from Uganda here to fundraise. Um, we have no, um, we have we have nothing scheduled where we are bringing them to fundraise. We're just believing. And we're praying, and we're just going to let the Holy Spirit lead us. But we would love if we could come with them and share uh, what God's doing in in our life and in our ministry there. Um, Instagram is Love One Another Project. Our email is loveoneanotherproject.org at Gmail. And you can text me, too, 951-317-3617. Hey, look at that. Personal contact information. You heard it right here. Yeah, I can't promise that I'd answer the phone, but I will respond to text. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Carol. I really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, spending your time and being on the, mini- the Ministry Growth Show, and uh, we're excited to see what God does through you guys. Thank you, Zach. God bless you. Thank you so much. Yeah, you too. Okay, take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Ministry Growth Show. If you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you rate and or review us on the iTunes store. And make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you have a story to share with other ministry directors and pastors, or know someone who would be an incredible guest on the Ministry Grow Show, let us know. We love connecting with ministry executives and sharing their wisdom and insight with our audience. Just send us an email at info at reliantcreative.org. And lastly, if you need help telling your ministry story, we would love to share how we can help in that process. Check out Reliant Creative at reliantcreative.org. See you next time.